This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. 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 Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, here we go. It is Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com and the Seattle Sports app, plus all those podcast platforms, all of them everywhere. Thanks for being with us this morning. I know a lot of people have the day off today. Uh, Brock is off. Uh, I am here. G. Scott's going to be in here for a couple hours today, so that should be uh, fairly off the rails and irregular, uh, as it tends to be whenever <laughs> G. stops by. So it uh, should be kind of a... Kind of a fun morning after no Mora today. Let me just tell people right off the bat, no Mora. She is uh, still in Iowa for another couple days. She will be back, I'm sure, uh, tanned after all of the time at the Iowa beach. And uh, yeah, it's nothing, nothing better than a little. June trip to Iowa. Uh, I look forward to. I just keep looking and checking to make sure that there aren't like you know tornadoes headed her way. Like when I think June in Iowa, I think like yeah, I need that entire part of the country that time. Yeah, it's not good. You said you've only been. There's two states you haven't been to. Yeah, that's right. Two states. Where did you go in Iowa? Well, uh, I've driven through Iowa okay. quite a few times, uh, from all the way to the you know the whole the whole thing. Really, true. Takes a while. Yeah, nothing much changes. Do you remember anything about Iowa? Uh, yeah, I remember driving through Quad Cities. I remember, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, there was corn. and I've never been to Iowa. A lot of straight roads. It's really not all that entertaining at all. But I did go there, and that, that happened. Uh, I had a strange weekend, though, Justin. Father's Day weekend. It should have been strange at all. Father's Day was nice. I, I did a bunch of strange things. I, I participated in a horse race. I found out I'm very old in a very embarrassing way. Uh, those are two separate incidents. A horse race. Yeah, have you, you ever been in a horse race? I feel like I'm being baited into something here. No, well, so you've played in a scramble. Yes. Have you ever played in a horse race? I have not. So it's sort of like a scramble, except it's absolute anarchy. So Friday, I was uh, I was down at the home course, <laughs> which you know I love. Yeah. I and love well. uh, and shout out to everybody over there. And afterwards, they had their men's club banquet. And before the banquet, they did what's called a horse race. So in this case, there's like 36 people or so that were a part of it. And you divide up into teams of two or three. In our case, it was teams of three to kind of get it done quickly because it started raining a little bit. Okay. And uh, everyone from team, every every team has player A, player B, player C, sort of according to their handicaps. Got it. And so every player A tees off one right after another rapid fire. So there's like, you know, 12 balls out on the fairway. And everyone's hooting and hollering and yelling at each other and screaming in your backswing and talking trash. It was bizarre. The exact opposite of a normal day of golf. And then everybody in like, you know, 30 different carts all cruises down the fairway together to the first ball, then the second ball, then the third ball, and all the player B hit, and then all the player C hit. It is So only AT off, and then B hits a second shot? Yes. Sounds great. It was nuts, man. And then you start eliminating teams as you go. Absolute anarchy, and these dudes were screaming at each other. Some of the filthiest stuff I have ever heard in my life. Very, very entertaining. <laughs> yes, I also missed a two-and-a-half-foot putt to lose for our team. But that's, no! uh, that's a side note. I had hit a good shot uh, a couple before. It was I had had some good shots. Except you let the team down. Yeah, I kind of did. It was not a great putt uh, from our, t- our player B before me who kind of left me a little bit of a, t- of a knee knocker coming back. But So you were player C. Yeah, Got yeah, it. I was. Yeah, okay. well, and I let the team down. So that, ah. that stunk. 
That's not how I found out I was old, though. Um, so I went to, on Saturday, I went to the Pinball Museum. Awesome. Love the been pinball told it's incredible. Oh, you never been? I have yet to go what? to the pinball museum. I know it. it That's shocking completely- to yes, me, Justin. I understand. I imagine that you would be there. So I've been there before. I really enjoy it. It's a challenge for me when I go to not just play Adam's Family the entire time because Adam's mm-hmm. Family is the greatest pinball game of all time. Mm-hmm. It's why it's the best-selling pinball mm-hmm. game ever. True, yeah, true a, story. Yeah, no question. But they have other things there, and so I played uh, one of their Guns N' Roses games a little bit. They do have an old Terminator 2 game, which is awesome. I remember that one from being a kid. Uh, they had some cool Old West game that I was playing for a while. They have you know all a lot of the classics. Then they have games from like the 60s. Which is cool, but like once you've played one, you're like, I'm not going to keep doing that because they're really slow slow and there's just not as much going on. Anyway, it's really great. It's a fantastic place and and just awesome down in the International District. Was it Wild Wild West? Was that the. No, I forget what it's called, but it was it was a blast. Like they had a lot of really great games. Cecily came with me and uh, we had some friends in from out of town. They really wanted to go. So we so we did that. Two hours at the pinball museum. Sounds fantastic. It was. But here's what they didn't tell me. At my advancing age now of 45, I should have stretched because I have managed to injure myself playing pinball. I mean, you think you survived the horse race, Justin, think of (laughs) Justin. Stop it. I'm being I'm being very honest with the people here. I'm being open. I'm being transparent. Yes. I'm, you know, it's Juneteenth and I'm and I know that we don't have like our full listening audience today. But I'm trying to be transparent with everybody, and I'm letting you know that the use of you know one finger over and over again on the on the pad, on the flippers has has caused like a oh. like a muscle pull in my inside of my forearm. I now mean, I don't I don't think Tommy John is in my future. I think I'm going to be all right. I'm not expecting for you. I'm not expecting this to you know go from forearm to UCL. At UCL. We all know or, how much you don't like wrists. And right. Hands. Right. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to say this is probably not a flexor bundle or Good. strain or anything Good. like that. But I I legitimately woke up Sunday morning. I was like, man, why is my oh my god? I've injured myself playing pinball. You pathetic excuse for a human <laughs> being. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a huge bummer well, over the weekend. Yeah, I know. I thought that would be uh, <laughs> of particular interest to, to everybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you at least wrap it up with a great Father's Day yesterday? Father's Day was good. I did find out how little anyone actually cares about Father's Day. Oh, that's sad. Father's Day is great, but it's not Mother's Day. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, Mother's Day is a thing. Yeah. Father's Day is like, oh, yeah, at the end of the day, let's remember that we like dad. So Mm. Avery, love Avery. Love, love. Well, here's all I'm saying. Avery had a dance recital at three o'clock yesterday afternoon. Did that just seem wrong? Is it? As somebody without kids, are Sunday activities with kids like that? Or like, I'm assuming this is a school thing. No, it wasn't through school. It's through her her dance group. You know, she okay. takes dance class once normal? a week. I mean, they normally do it. Yes, they have like ten or twelve different like hour shows of all the different kids, so you don't have to go to see all twelve hours. You only have to go to your kid's hour, which is great. Mm-hmm. You see like ten or eleven groups, and I mean, they were fine. But. <laughs> Really, you're going to do that at three o'clock on a Sunday of Father's Day? Let's like, open final round. What dad w- would say to himself, "Boy, you know, 
I don't want to watch the end of the U.S. Open or the end of the Mariner game. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go watch dance. A good dad would love that. I mean, I would be excited about that. It was nice. I went and I was excited and Avery did great. And I thankfully was back in time to watch the end of the U.S. Open, which yeah, I the, did do. The final round tee off at what, like 630? Uh, no, it wasn't Six? that late. 2.30 they teed Are off? Are you kidding? They teed oh, off? Oh, you know what? You're right. You I think were looking I was at watching as like, the Eastern Times. Oh, yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, yeah, you probably saw up. that they said 6.30 on the screen. That's exactly and were like, what they did. Oh, they'd probably be teeing yeah. off at 6.30 since it's happening in Los Angeles. And, oh, you we assume need to make local sure time. The East Coast knows, yeah. Yeah, no, you got you to gotta set everything for the <laughs> people in New York, right? God forbid the people in New York have to do a little math. Yeah, they don't want any You got home to catch the best part of it. So did you watch any Mariners this weekend? I did. I watched some. Your favorite uniform was on display. Justin will be talking about it. Need to know. It, it's it's got its own need to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, what did you course, think about it in person? Of course, I mentioned it around the weekend. I actually liked it out of all of the um, the weekend's uniforms. We saw three different sets. How they come they didn't wear the Sundays really yesterday? I was wondering about that too. I don't know. I just wonder because if it, they had done City Connects and then uh, it's a really good question. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, wait a minute, Sunday Ultra. I was kind of ready for the Sunday creams yesterday, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't show up. Yeah, it's a know. little strange. They wanted to go bright white. I, am I mean, sure they won, so a, I guess that's fine. Yeah, but I'm was, sure there's uh, a reason for it. A little bit strange. All right. Well, I will get into the Mariners. They had a very strange weekend as well. Probably not as strange as mine, but strange nonetheless, and making this team very difficult to put a finger on. So anyway, we'll the do that. Strained finger. On. Uh, a very straight. Yes, a very injured middle finger on my <laughs> right hand. All right, we'll come right back. We'll give you everything you need to know. It is Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710. Sports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, it wasn't necessarily pretty, but it did get the job done, even if it wasn't all that convincing. The Mariners take two of three from the Very mediocre White Sox, I guess I'm being polite. As usual, the story, pitching. Brian Wu, tremendous on Friday. Logan Gilbert, good on Saturday. And then Bryce Miller finishing it off in style. Here comes Miller's 1-2 to Sheets. Swung on, chopped right to first base on the backhand. France has an underhand toss to Miller. Stomps on the bag. He's got the out. A 1-2-3-7th inning for Bryce Miller, who's been outstanding today against the White Sox. One run allowed through seven innings against Chicago. Great day for Bryce Miller. It sure was. I think I just called him Brian, too, so I've now combined him and Brian Wu into one young flamethrower, but that's okay. (laughs) We'll give him a little credit. Uh, Anyway, he was great. For the second time this year, though, a win keyed by that dynamic duo of Julio and Jared Kalnick. Now the 1-0 pitch to Kalnick. Swing and a line drive into the gap in left center field. Here comes Crawford. He's waving in tie. Tie run in third. He'll score. Here comes Teoscar. He's being waved in. He'll score. Kalnick to third. Slide. He's safe at third. No relay to third. Jared Kelnick with a bases clearing triple into the gap in left center field. Holy smokes. The Mariners lead the White Sox. Five to one. Jared Kelnick coming through in the clutch. Yeah, it's a huge, huge hit. First of all, it was nice to see them actually come up with hits with men on base. Secondly, this is a game where Julio and Kelnick drove in all five of the runs. Julio with a two-run double, Kelnick with a three-run triple, and that's always exciting, just kind of making you think about what the future with these two guys will be. Um, But more than that, the Kelnick triple kind of got them off the hook. I mean, if you think about where they were at in their bullpen at that point, 
right? They had used everybody in, what, three of the last four games? Seawald, Munoz, right? All their top guys were pretty tired, right? Brash, all three guys had really been used. And so it allowed you to go to Topa and then ultimately to uh, Adcock to finish it off in the ninth which is a really helpful thing in, in kind of what they needed in that moment before heading off here on this big road trip. By the way, while the Mariners continue to kind of bob up and down around 500, it sort of seems what they're doing, just like a buoy floating. They kind of go up, they go down, etc. Kind of interesting to see the rest of the pack coming back to meet them. The once mighty Rangers have now lost six of 10. The Astros have lost four straight. They're a complete mess, injuries, etc. That leaves the Mariners eight and a half back in the division. You know how far back they are on the wild card as of this morning? Anybody? Four? Three. Whoa. Okay. They're three games back in the wild card this morning. I know there's been the worst season ever, and Jerry DePoto's an idiot, and Scott Service should be fired, and I should probably be fired and taken off the air. The Mariners are three back in the wild card, and the Rangers are coming back to earth. I'm just saying. They've dug a hole, but it's not going to take them that much if to actually just step out of this hole. Just play some good baseball for a few weeks. And you should be in good shape. Off day today before three in New York. No Aaron Judge, by the way. He is on the injured list. Here's the second thing you need to know. Congratulations to Wyndham Clark. Now the stage is clear for Wyndham Clark. Who takes down all the stars in Los Angeles to win the United States Open. He sure did. Congratulations again. Little known golfer topped a really impressive leaderboard defeating both Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, who finished second and third. He takes the U.S. Open. The 32nd ranked player in the world, but when the year started, he was at 163. So if you didn't know a lot about Wyndham Clark before this weekend, I think you're forgiven. That would be pretty surprising. Uh, He was fun to watch, though, man. Loved the way he kept his composure, didn't make mistakes, kind of grinded his way to victory when he needed to. And then after keeping it together all week, I think he started crying faster than any winner I've ever seen. And they beat that instant, easy for him, too. Man, he was crying immediately. And then, like, as he was walking, he kept putting his hands over the hat. And I'm like, man, title has got to be so mad at him right now. Like, dude, <laughs> not the hat. So you thought. Just first. keep your hands off the hat. Did you enjoy this open? I loved it. Really? I loved it. It was okay. I, I saw the complaints of the crowds. And Big whatever. complaint. And, and legitimate. Whatever. Like, dude, it it's a good it's a how legitimate complaint. It was a good leaderboard. The storylines were great. And you ended up with, you know, Rory and Scheffler. Poor Ricky fell apart yesterday. But the course played too easy on at least, what, half the days. And there was no crowd excitement at all. There was nobody there. They they basically eliminated a lot of the public tickets, didn't sell them. And L.A. Country Club tried to buy up all of them outside of the suites. Dude, that's just wrong, man. That is not the people's championship at that point. That is compared to what we saw here at Chambers Bay on a public golf course with, you know, humongous crowds going crazy for probably the best open finish I've ever seen. Not even close. Bring the U.S. Open back to Chambers Bay and do not go back to L.A. Country Club ever again. There's a better atmosphere last week for the Canadian Open, which is like a minor tournament without major stars there. Sorry, dude. I got to tell you, I I mean, look, I love golf and I love watching because it was on. Mm -hmm. But as far as what the U.S. Open should be, eh, could have been better. Fair. Here's the third thing you need to know. You know, it could not have been better. The Mariners uniforms on Saturday, those steelhead uniforms are clean and they should be their permanent, regular, standard color uniform and team name. 
I've said it before. I'll say it again. Colors, name, everything. They should become the Seattle Steelhead. Ditch being the Mariners. Get rid of the moniker. Get rid of the name. Get rid of the uniforms. Get rid of everything and start over classic and clean like Penn State in football. Old school, but with the right kind of edge. Mm. They look awesome. (laughs) Need to know. That's everything you need to know. <laughs> That's what need to know. I'm just telling you. I'm trying. Look, I'm trying to be as clear as I can be about uh-huh. this. I, I saw your tweet over the weekend. I knew you were going to fall in love with them again. I do. Every time I see them, dude, they're awesome. They look so good. They are. They're very clean. I really like them a lot. They look fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like the S. Um, it's, it's a great. It's a great looking uniform. I'm not going to replace the Mariners with it. You know what the Mariners have won? Nothing. They've done jack squat. So you it has never been successful. There's a huge group of people out there who think the team is cursed or whatever. And sometimes it absolutely sure seems to be that way. Why not start over? You've got a young nucleus, a young core that's up and coming with all these pitchers, Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick. Do what the Seahawks did. They didn't change their name, mm-hmm. but they did change their uniform scheme, mm-hmm. everything, and brought out something entirely new that fit the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. Bring this out for Julio Rodriguez, who plays the game in an old school way this group fits better in those uniforms you know the players love them jp loves them how could you not love them uh, we're getting a lot of texts from the father's day baby blue hats was why they wore they didn't wear the alternates on sunday mm. which i guess makes sense but i guess but isn't there baby blue in those alternates in the sundays yeah isn't no, there a, it's like a royal uh, i guess it's more of a royal blue yeah. you're right okay it's yeah. a little darker blue mm-hmm. yeah all right fine still i mean like so mm, there's yeah. dark blue on the mariners whites i mean like it, what that's that's the reason. Yeah, this that's is a, well, that, maybe that's that's just what Get Kevin the Martinez on the phone. This hey, is Mar, ridiculous. We need I can't believe this. And please, somebody change these uniforms full time. Become the steelhead and make <laughs> me a very happy guy. All right, coming up next, uh, there was a lot going on this weekend. Uh, Justin will tell it to you uh, in his incredibly optimistic rose-colored glasses mind. Uh, coming up next here on Brock and Salk. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. G. Scott's in the building, and he'll be in here in about a half hour to spend a few hours with us. Uh, You know, we'll talk sports, I'm sure. We'll find a way. But, yeah, just sort of the unique thing that happens when G brings his energy here to the show and uh, we'll do that for a few I'm hours. I'm sure nothing will go off the rails at any point by the way, I should, I should, No, it couldn't. Yeah. I should tell people, by the way, that uh, KJ Wright will be in tomorrow. Looking awesome. forward to having KJ yes. in the building for a little while. G, G and G will be back on Wednesday for a little bit. I think we've got something planned for Thursday and then Friday, you know, we talked about me getting old and injuring the, uh, you know, my finger by playing ping- pinball. Yeah. Uh, big day for me as I will be having my first colonoscopy so yes, uh, big day for me Ooh. on Friday. I'll be out. I'm sorry. I'll be taking the pills and spending the morning in the bathroom. So you and then spend the what was it last about last month? You got really upset. True about Why? turning 45. Oh yeah, and you're Two like, oh no, I'm halfway to 90. Yeah, this is where I'm starting to feel the old. Worst. Does this? colonoscopy add to that of course yeah i mean dude i got like my college buddies where we're all hanging out on saturday it's like four of us and our families Uh and stuff and like we're all sitting around talking hey so did you get your colonoscopy scheduled yeah absolutely oh did you get snipped yeah no it's a good procedure like where'd you go (laughs) dude it's so embarrassing like what this is literally what we're talking about now 
What a terrible life. What, we're just pathetic. Absolutely horrible. Did you call pathetic. it out? Yeah, of course we called it out. Okay, made good. fun of ourselves, but okay, still, good. just pathetic. Justin, take us around the weekend. All right. We're going to do a lot of... Uh, of Mariners here, because I know you want to, but I know you want to get to the U.S. Open, so hopefully we'll have some time for that. Okay. Mariners Open Series, uh, Friday night, White Sox with the, to go 500, a win would move them back up. Brian Wu in the start at the White Sox scoreless through six. I didn't get to watch this one as close, so I didn't get to see how dominant he actually was. Was it quite a performance from Wu? Did you get to see his start well, on Friday I was, night? I was out on Friday speaking, so I listened, actually, yeah. to almost that entire game on my drive back, which was awesome. It was great listening to the game. Gary and and Dave did a really great job. I love listening to a baseball game like that. It'll yeah. really take you inside it. So the one thing you don't get from listening is sort of a sense as to just how dominant the pitcher is. Yeah. It's like the one thing it's really hard to truly bring out on the radio, and that's not the fault of the broadcasters, just sort of the one challenge with radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, certainly numbers-wise and, and hearing him talk about it and kind of reading through it, it sounds like he was able to use his breaking ball finally because that's been kind of missing from his first couple starts. Well, he kept the White Sox scoreless with six strikeouts into the fifth inning. Who delivers? Swing and a miss. Late on a fastball, 97. Who pumps his fist. Strikeout number six for Brian Wu. On his game tonight against the White Sox. He's retired 12 of 13. He's got it cooking tonight. Gavin Sheets would get him for a solo home run and set to center field to go up 1-0. Mariners, though, this is something we talked about last week. We're more brought it up. The resiliency factor seemed to pop into effect here for a couple of these games. They were able to get a lot of walks as well. Mm-hmm. Left a lot of guys on base. But they're answered uh, right away in the bottom of the fifth with a Teoscar Hernandez double. Uh, that followed a Julio double to tie it and up. And a pitch. Julio breaks for third. It's hit past the third baseman. Julio's going to come around to score. one nothing. Digging for two is tail. RBI double. We got a tie ball game in 1-1. On a 2-2 pitch. Julio on the move. A hard hit ground ball to the left. The third baseman, Jake Berger, ties this game up at one apiece. That was almost like a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> right. Julio was stealing third, pulled him to the bag, opened up a spot. It's Perfect. been so rare that that stuff has worked out for them. Usually, Julio would be running, pull him to the bag, and he'd hit it directly down the line. Yep, and, a- and it would go right to him. You just wave your hands and go, you know, this yep. game is stupid. Double play. Yep. Um, no, Friday night was good, and Teo is, is the story right now, yes, right? I mean, is. this is... The Mariners have won their last two series. Are they great? No. If they, I mean, if, if they played great in those series, No. But they've won a couple series now in a row, and I think a lot of that has to do with Teoscar Hernandez starting to look like the player that they went all in on this offseason, right? Or at least, you know, traded for, made their primary offseason addition. He's come around. He's hitting the ball hard. He's doing all the things that you would have expected Teoscar Hernandez to do. And Friday night, he was kind of the difference. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to him in just a little bit. Uh, White Sox came back in the sixth with another solo home run off Wu. Those would be the only two runs he gave up. Andrew Benintendi had quite a weekend. Dude, I'm I'm done with him. Yeah. And, and not, so frustrating considering like. That. I know. I know. <sighs> anyway. Go uh, go, Sox on, a two go on. Lead. Go on. Uh, those were, like I said, the only runs that Wu would surrender. But once again, Mariners able to answer back. The bottom of the sixth, Ty France single scoring J.P. Crawford. Ty France would be caught in between first and second. One of those weird situations that is so frustrating for me to see, but nobody else seems to be as upset about it to end the inning, uh, but that would lead the score tied at two until the bottom of the seventh win. 
Hey, Oscar Hernandez absolutely nukes a baseball. Pitch. Swung on. Lifted. Center field. It's a laser. Robert back. Look it up. It is gone. Hey, Oscar Hernandez has broken the tie. The Mariners lead 3-2. A missile to center field. His longest home run of the season, 432 feet. Mm-hmm. Hey, Oscar Hernandez. Ladies he and got all that ball. Oh, Mash. That would be all they needed. Brash and Munoz hold the White Sox scoreless. Paul Seawald securing his 13th save uh, to secure this 3-2 win. And the Mariners' first win, by the way, in the City Connect uniforms. One of the three combos for the weekend. Like I said, they took a lot of walks. with 11 guys on base. Right at nine. Yeah, but they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, Kopech is not bad. I mean, I, I've seen Kopech yeah, pitch before. So. I mean, he's got legitimate stuff. And they worked it. They got him out of the game early. That's what a team is supposed to do. Look, Major League Pitching is ridiculous. And if you allow the starter to get comfortable and just continue to do his thing, you will lose most games, as you've seen. But when you're able to work counts, when you're able to drive up the pitch count, when you're able to force him out of the game early, and especially in this case where Chicago had bullpen issues given where they were coming from in L.A., etc., that was the assignment on Friday night, and they did it. Did they leave too many runners on base? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did they need to work on their approach with runners in scoring position? Absolutely. But ultimately, they scored enough runs. And gosh, I mean, listening to Munoz is fun. I mean, I know I said that that, uh, you're sort of hard to tell filth, but I guess I'm just so familiar with what Munoz looks like at this point. That listening to him strike yeah, everybody I mean, it's just it. pretty fun to listen to. Uh, Saturday was the salute to Negro Leagues Day at the ballpark. Emmons would wear Salk's favorite steelhead uniforms. Yes, please. Uh, T-Mobile Park turned into Sixth Stadium for the afternoon against the White Sox, which was really fun to watch. Uh, George Strait, the concert was across the street that night. The ballpark was full of cowboy hats and Western wear. It was a sold-out crowd, and it was a, it was a little bit of a different crowd than I used to see on Saturday at the ballpark. Uh, it was fun, though. Logan Gilbert got the start Who's from the Mariners. George Strait? Oh, the king, man. George Strait. Did you see uh, Chris Stapleton came over and got to meet some, I some fans? See, I did see. I saw Ty France and some other folks and who were excited to meet Robbie him. Robbie Ray. Yeah. Uh, Logan Gilbert got the start from the Mariners and go five and a third. He gave up two runs. Didn't take long, though, for the Mariners to get on the board. J.P. Crawford opened with a first pitch leadoff. Wait, wait, so Chris Stapleton's run. on tour. Hold on. Chris Stapleton's out on tour with George Strait. And a little big town, yeah. George Strait's like... 30 years older than him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But Chris Stapleton's the the lead He's, act? No, it was George Strait's show. Oh, Chris Stapleton was okay. definitely a support. To me, it feels that feels like, you know, I mean, the bands are, are big, so I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to judge, like, how big a country artist is, but, mm-hmm. like, to me, that feels like, hey, like, the Temptations are going out on tour with, like, Metallica. Like, just... <laughs> Just from a just from a generational standpoint. No, it was a George Strait show. Chris Stapleton support and Little Big Town. I'm pretty sure open. There's no chance that they would have played ahead of that. Okay. Uh, but JP though, first pitch of the game, loves those uniforms. JP Crawford leads it off with a swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Sheets going back to the track to the wall, looking up. Goodbye baseball. JP Crawford hits the first pitch thrown by Lucas Giolito out of the ballpark. His fourth home run of the season, a leadoff blast by J.P. Crawford. And just like that, the Mariners out to a one to nothing lead here in the bottom of the first inning. He gets to the dugout, gets the triumph, shows it to the fans behind the dugout. What a way to start the ball game. Love to see it. 
Yeah, it reminded me. I saw it. that. And if you remember, it was JP who had the Grand, Grand Slam, Slam a few years ago with those uniforms. And so it's kind of cool to see that happen again. I could tell the Mariners weren't playing well and weren't winning that game because I got a lot of text messages from Brock and some of his friends. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. On Saturday? Yeah, I was I was at the Pinball Museum injuring yeah. myself. Injuring and um, I, I can always tell if I'm not watching when the Mariners aren't looking good because I get a lot of texts from Brock and his friends. Well, that's a little weird. They never text me when the Mariners are winning. Out. Well, Elo Jimenez would lead off the second with a home run off Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert would settle down and get a big break in the third. I know you didn't see this, but with runners in the corners, one out. I did see this. Oh, my goodness. Yes. What a little league mistake. I think it was Tim Anderson who was on first. Thought there were two outs. Mm -hmm. But it's still pop a fly ball. Foul ball. Yeah. Pop up. What are you doing running off first? It was really bizarre. It's like France looked around. Anderson goes swung on, popped up, foul territory. Ty France makes the catch. Anderson is still now finally getting back. France will throw to first base. Gilbert covering. He is out. He does not get back in time. The double play. Well, not exactly how you drew it up, but certainly he'll take that double play. (laughs) He had the shame walk back. Oh, yeah. Do the duck out. Ooh, Hems will get another uh, run in the bottom of the third. Pass ball by a White Sox catcher, Zavala. That would score Ty France to give the Mariners a 2-0 lead. And things are starting to feel pretty good at that moment. I was I didn't get the feeling that apparently Brock was. Oh, I didn't get those, those texts till later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, the White Sox would then tie it up in the fifth. Uh, Luis Robert single, Luis Robert Jr. single. And the, men's would, the Mariners would once again immediately answer. Teoscar Hernandez back again. It's a single. Scores Julio. Gives the Mariners a 3-2 lead. This is where I thought we were seeing the repeat of the night before. Same score. I was like, bullpen's going to come in. Shut it down. Almost did. was not meant to be. Paul Sewald took the mound for the ninth. Gave off, gave up a leadoff single to Elvis Andrews. Walked Benintendi. That I think was, it was the like problem. His ninth time he'd been on base Can't in walk game. it. Can't walk Benintendi there. Yeah. And then Zach Remillard making his major league debut in place of Tim Anderson, who left the game with shoulder soreness. I thought he got pulled because of his mental mistake. Uh, would score Andrews and tie the game. Paul Sewald with his first blown save of the year. Now the old one pitch swing and a ground ball base in at a left field. Heading for third, being waved in. Andrews up with the ball is more. The throw to the plate cut off, and the White Sox have tied it here in the top of the ninth inning. Zach Remillard with a hard ground ball through the hole. It's short. Scores Elvis Andrews, and we have a 3-3 tie Ugh. here in the top of the ninth inning. Yeah. Mariners would threaten in the 10th. Their double steal from Julio and Teoscar, but couldn't convert. White Sox would score again in the 11th. Who else? Kid making his major league debut. Zach Remillard, another right. single right up the middle to go up 4-3. That was it. Mariners drop it in extras. Yeah, um... I'm Iowa. Well, you can get mad at Paul Seawald. He's been unbelievable this year. I right. mean, everyone's des- everyone deserves to give up one now and again. You got to score in the ninth, tenth, or eleventh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, runners on second. <laughs> I mean, like, yep. you got to score in the ninth, the tenth, or the eleventh. They didn't do it. They end up losing. Probably not a huge surprise. And the bats were not good. I, uh, I, I, despite telling Brock that I wasn't watching, I was watching. I literally lied to him to get him to stop texting me. I was at the pinball museum and they had it on. And so I'm watching. I was just like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm out with my kids. Like, can't, I'm not watching. Bye. Like, I, I don't Losing need you to love. tell me nonstop how mad you are. Like, yeah. I feel free to tell somebody else, yeah. not your therapist. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You guys have that relationship. Where yeah, you it's sad. You it's have to very, lie to it's sad what's, be, what's happened now in our, in our friendship. Uh, rubber match on Sunday turned into a very solid pitcher's duel between rookie Bryce Miller and longtime veteran Lance Lynn. How old is Lance Lynn? Top of your head. Do you know? 37. God, I, I didn't look it up. I have to believe he's older than that. 
Uh, he matched a franchise record for the White Sox dating back to the 50s with 16 strikeouts. 36. 16 strikeouts. He's 36? Okay. And uh, 114 pitches. I was really shocked to see him back out in the eighth. But there was no scoring for the Mariners until the bottom of the third. Cal Raleigh had the leadoff single. J.P. Crawford walked, who continues to lead the team in walks. Followed by a laser single. Julio Rodriguez that scored both Cal and J.P. The 1-0. Swung on. Hot shot into the gap. That's down. It's going to the wall. Around third base. Here comes Cal. Now screaming around third is J.P. He's going to score standing. Julio into second. Clapping his hands. Julio a ringing double to the wall. The Mariners on the board. It's 2-0. Julio would also notch his 15th stolen base in that game. Man, that, that ball was hit really hard. It was, and he was going the other way and, yep. and again, keeping it up the middle. When they do those things and when Julio swung at the right pitches, we've seen that kind of success. The problem is, and he was as much the problem on Saturday in the afternoon as anybody. Just like he came up in big spots and it's like, oh, first pitch pop-up and you just like want to throw something at the television. Mm-hmm. Caballero's pop-up in the ninth, I think, was one of the the worst for me. But I can kind of excuse Jose Caballero Caballero. because he's Jose Caballero. He's not Julio Rodriguez. They, they, they unfortunately play by different rules. It was a good game yesterday. I don't need to get upset. I I want to give them some credit. They did what they needed to do. Kellner came up with his big triple added on Bryce Miller was great. So good on them. They win the series. You bring up Ben attendee. So he's one of the guys they could have brought in this off season, Right. Yep. Do you want? Would you have wanted Andrew Benatendi for five years? Do you want five Andrew years. Benatendi for ages twenty eight through thirty two, which in theory should be the prime of his career? But sure. He can. He sort of like peaked early and has dropped off a little bit since then. Do you want Andrew Benatendi? It's only eight and a half million this year, but then after that, 17, 17, 17, 15 for Andrew Benatendi, who has zero power. Yeah. I don't know. On one hand, he he fits perfectly with what the Mariners need, right? I mean, he is an on base guy and a just a batting average guy who would absolutely fit by not striking out so much, take some of the pressure off those other guys. But you want a DH that has no power long term? I don't know, man. He's another left-handed hitter as well, so I'm not sure how you were going to use him in the outfield all that much. Look, I'm not saying that that it wouldn't have been better than having Tommy LaStella. I don't know that it would have been the right approach team-building-wise, but, God, was it frustrating to watch because you're like, man, that's one of the options that was out there for you this Mm offseason, and there's no doubt that right now, this year, they would be better with Ben Attendee than than they are right now. No doubt about it. Really good weekend. Also, really good day. You mentioned it, Bryce Miller. He's not had a good year, by the way. Ben I mean, he's got an not, OPS no, plus so below he average. Really I mean, he's been okay. That was it. He's been largely disappointing. Uh, Bryce Miller with their 80, 85 pitches through seven innings. Mariners needed it. They used a lot of the bullpen on Saturday, as we already mentioned. But it was Lance Lynn, though. Man, career day. He left the game trailing 2-1 to one in the eighth after Colton Wong led off with a bunt single. Scott Service actually praised him for this after the game for it chasing him, chasing uh, Lynn out. Um, Lynn dominated us. He can't take anything. I mean, it was really good. Um, you know, we got him out of the game. Uh, credit to Colton Wong. Really. Uh, you know, that's what got him out of the game. 
Um, you know, he went out there, I'm sure, trying to get another strikeout or set some record or whatever. You know, it, it's what happens in our game sometimes. But Colton had a plan. He walked up there and talked to him about it before he started the inning, and he executed it perfectly. And uh, that forced other things to happen and get into their bullpen. And like I said, huge swing by Jared here late. <laughs> really went out of his way for that, it seemed like. I mean... Look, when Jared Kelnick hits, it's fun. <laughs> I don't know what, how else to say it. Yeah. Like, let's just keep this simple, man. When Jared Kelnick hits, it just makes this Mariner team a lot more fun. Well, to he watch. was right. He got in the bullpen. The bullpen immediately walks two guys. Then Kelnick comes up with the bases loaded, clears him. There you go. That's Bingo. what you're supposed. That's what it's supposed to be. This is exactly what it's. Supposed that's to what be. Mariner baseball is supposed to look like. And you said it earlier. Uh, Adcock would close out the game, secure the fourth consecutive. Excuse me. This is the fourth time the Mariners have won back to back home series, which was great to see. And man, what a lift! It was good. After, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was not blown away by how they played this weekend mm-hmm. against what is really a terrible team. I know, and man, it, Saturday was. If they would have swept, if Saturday wouldn't have happened, I, I could have easily, or I wouldn't have felt as bad about some of the approach that it looked like they lacked for the weekend. Right, and Scott like, said it. I mean, he he was not all that impressed with uh, some of the step backs. That it looks like they took. Uh, the Seattle Storm defeated the Dallas Wings 109 to 103. Jewel Lloyd scored 39 points in this game. This is uh, good for second most all time for a Storm player. And walk out with a double. Danger Field will hoist one final shot. And Seattle with a 109 point night beats the Dallas Wings by six. And uh, Lloyd now has four of the top six scoring performances, by the way, in Storm franchise. She's history. fun. I've watched her play. She is uh, quick wow. and she's yes. pretty fun to watch. They've been struggling this year, though, right? Mm-hmm. They've not been as good. They have. And uh, I'm going to, because I know you want to get to the U.S. Open here, so I'm going to be quick. Men's College World Series. I don't know if you watch any of that, but it's been fun. Seven seed Virginia, first team eliminated. Another elimination game today between Stanford and Tennessee. I'm going for TCU here, just in case you need anybody to root for while you're watching. Kind of a horn frog TCU. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's Andy Dalton's fault. <laughs> started cheering for TCU after, after Andy Dalton. Weird. Yeah, it is. I know. All right. Uh, U.S. Open. The leaderboard going into Sunday. Some very familiar names. Ricky Fowler. Not, I guess, being on the leaderboard, but a familiar name. Sure. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Rory's going to have to wait to continue. Yeah, no and kidding. On, get, but you're right. It was a great leaderboard. I, I mean, seeing that everybody leaderboard. up there were big names. And then some of the big names that had not made the cut. I don't know if you saw any of this. Max Homa and uh, Justin Thomas basically like making videos of each yeah. other. Just like betting. watching together, yep. betting on what would happen. Yep. Pretty funny. Those guys are funny. Yeah. I felt bad, though. I really wanted this to be Rory's weekend. But some dude named Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Denver, Colorado takes on the U.S. Open trophy. Yeah, so Wyndham Clark's been around for a little while. And he so just won the Wells Fargo. Like, right, I know he, he just won a few weeks ago. He's been playing better, but I mean, he was 163rd in the world heading into this year. Yeah. I know for the, for the average golf fan or like the person who just watches majors, to see him beat all of the other recognizable names is probably very annoying. Because who is he? But man, he played great. He won. He won. He was like an ice man, man. He just like kept going, kept hitting fairways, kept doing what he needed to do. And it was, I just, again, watching him hold it all together and just the amount of concentration that, that it takes to do that, followed by the complete bursting of the dam the moment his final putt went in. I mean, he was crying before he even got to pick up the ball. Yeah. On a two-foot putt. Yep. He was crying instantly, and that's what I thought of. Like, just the amount 
all sports are different. All sports have their own different types of challenges, right? In some sports, adrenaline is is the key. Football is a big adrenaline sport. Golf, especially at that level, is all about concentration. And it was just funny. I don't know if you watch this, like, Rory coming up 18 a few minutes before him, just eating a power bar. Like, there's certainly no mm-hmm. other sport where you're just like, ah, this is the biggest moment of the, you know what? I'm kind of hungry. Anybody anybody got, like, a protein bar? So, yeah, fang, I'm just going to eat this while I'm checking out my putt. Like, <laughs> I was surprised he didn't have a cigarette hanging out one. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just hanging here. No big deal. Anybody got a shot of fireball? Uh, and then you watch Wyndham Clark, and he's like, you know, he was holding it together and concentrating and dealing with the pressure and all of Because in golf, like, anything can go wrong at any moment. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there's no clock, much like in baseball, or at least the way baseball used to be. And so, I don't know, good on him. Uh, it was pretty cool. I, was, I wasn't necessarily rooting for him to be the winner, but how could you not be happy for him? The only problem with the weekend is that there was nobody there. And it sounds like it was by design. It's, it's so weak, man, what they did. So 23,000 tickets went on sale, which is a lot lower than normal. 14,000 of the 23 were for hospitality, for suites. So there were only 9,000 general admission seats sold. And a lot of those, at least half, went to the country club members. That's odd. So there were like 4,500 seats available for the public to even go see this event. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. And they admitted it. They said they held held tickets back. That's really lame, man. Yeah. That's really lame. Well, uh, I thought Scheffler was going to come back when he hit that big eagle, but it was not to to be. No. This was Wyndham Clark's day. Yeah, good on Wyndham Clark. He ends up getting the win. Poor Ricky. He's going to have to wait, but maybe he'll be kind of back now. That would be nice to see. And I got to imagine at some point Rory wins another one of these uh, major championships. So thank you, Justin. Fowler fall apart. I I know. Thank you. Great trip around the weekend. It was uh, was a good one. And hopefully everybody had a great Father's Day yesterday. Uh, One of the great fathers I know. G. Scott is in the building early. He is going to be hanging out with us for the next couple hours, and we got some serious questions to deal with. We will do it together next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.